0: Join us tonight for UCR Presents, an interview with Bianca BRC. We will discuss her documentary series, The Space Between, her other projects, as well as talk all things paranormal. Hi hey everyone, and welcome to a very special Uncensored Radio Presents, I guess we'll call it. Uh, if you're a fan of all things spooky and wonderful, we have a great show for you tonight. We have a very, or well, tonight in Australia anyway, and we're all Australia at the moment, so Yay! We have a very special guest, Ms. Bianca Biasi. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. Thanks for having me, Steve and Luke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Bianca, tell us a little bit about yourself so the people at home know exactly what what we're in for tonight.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. Look, I'm a a filmmaker. Uh, So I've been in the industry uh, since I was about 14. I started in front of camera, but absolutely fell in love with behind scenes. So uh, that's where I kind of focused. And I was shooting a, you know, a really crappy low-budget horror film (laughs) and uh, ended up at the Q station. And, um, uh, yeah, some really bizarre things happened. And um, the Q station was always kind of a... uh, a little bit of a sore spot for me because I, I you know uh, I lived locally pretty much all my life and um, uh, when you live locally uh, to the quarantine station uh, you grow up on these um, you know pretty scary ghost stories uh, my brother was a, um, a bit of a fanatic and he used to come home and scare the crap out of me so I actually had never really been there until we shot the horror film and then all this weird st- stuff started to happen, um, and uh, I had actually had a, a quite a significant paranormal experience as a child that I had pushed aside. Uh, so look, when when we kind of were experiencing this stuff, it brought a lot of stuff up, and I felt compelled to seek answers, and that is how the documentary, The Space Between, was born.
0: Yeah, your, cool. your brother seems to be, you know, the prototype big brother, scaring the absolute crap oh, out of yeah, your yeah, siblings wow. with, with, <laughs> with stories. Yeah. Nice, nice, you know, very nice. But it seems to be a very fitting time for us to be talking about Quarantine Station because um, if true. you're not in Australia at the moment and you're not <laughs> in New South Wales, um, we've just been put into oh lo- Well, Bianca's been put into lockdown, right? You're- yes, that's
1: right. I'm stuck
0: at home, <laughs> living the dream. So we probably just picked a good time to actually sit down and have an interview with you to break the monotony. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> Yay! But so let's talk a little bit about the quarantine hauntings before we get started. Your film, so it was shot yeah. on location, obviously. It um, was.
1: It was. It's. The you guys even had your it...
0: premiere there, right? Your little we did. Premiere yeah. You had there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Look, we call it the. Um, the film that taught us how to make film <laughs> because uh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And, uh, and yeah, like, you know, basically um, we had a very interesting kind of thing to take place. I mean, look, the, the equipment was, you know, really mucking up in certain places at the site right? and, uh, you know, we kind of put it down to bad, you know, whatever, you know, sometimes you've just got things that go but uh it started to kind of happen very frequently and um you know besides that we kind of had other other camera issues and stuff like that that we were told by the manufacturers that could be graded out so by the time we got to you know post-production half of our film um was affected so we needed to think on our feet so yeah it was a very interesting process but uh, a lot of um, yeah, a lot of really crazy stuff happened on that set. So, um, yeah, you don't think be that, though, like with horror film there again.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say with a lot of indie filmmakers, so their first trip out is usually like pretty. You know, it's a learning curve where you learn your craft yeah. and you learn <laughs> from your mistakes. What made you want to shoot your film there? Like,
1: well. Basically, uh, the first thing that I thought of when uh, we thought horror film, and the reason why we chose a horror film was because usually they're really cheap to make and you get away with a lot, you know, um, because a lot of horror horror films are not really well made. So so we thought that was quite safe. But um, the first place that I thought of when I thought horror film was The Quarantine Station because it's, you know, it petrified me as a child, Um, you know, Thanks to my brother, I, I must say. Uh, you know, he really, um, you know, he, that that was the main ghost story for me. Uh, that and obviously Wakers Parkway, which is another local um, area to us. But, uh, yeah, so when I thought horror film, I thought, well, that has to be the place. That's, um, you know, and, and we thought that it would be great if we shot it at an actual haunted location as well, you know, um, Because I think there's a little bit of authenticity to that, you know? It's like, yeah, well, if you're going to shoot a horror film, you know, go to a scary place. I mean, it's great for the actors.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, you want them to be really scared, don't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they were.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Obviously, you've grown up with these stories, but have experienced it in real life is obviously something that drove more interest towards actually getting a bit closer to the truth of the situation, I'm guessing, as well?
1: Absolutely. Look, I, I've got to be honest with you. When I kind of embarked on this, um, even though we had had a lot of, you know, really freaky kind of stuff happened on set, um, there was still in the back of my mind, because I had, you know, with my paranormal, paranormal experience as a child, because it was so shut down, you know, it's something that I never really... Um, explored uh, any further for a really long time because you know it was shut down really really quickly, and um, so I went in there quite uh, the skeptic, and I you know I was kind of going look things are happening but you know I was trying to think scientifically okay how can you have a another explanation for these things and and you kind of rattle off some stuff and you kind of go yeah yeah well you can kind of you know swear them off in your mind. Um, so going in to the documentary I was definitely there was a curiosity especially because you know of my own experience Um, but I went in there you know thinking that we weren't really going to find anything Um, I never knew the journey that I was about to embark on. <laughs> and it, it ended up being a massive, a massive awakening for me, you know, in general. Like it was amazing how, uh, you know, when I say paranormal, to me paranormal really is, is really normal because I think that we are designed to dismiss so much of what is around us that is actually around us all the time. Um, And I'm I'm not just talking about entities and stuff like that, but there's synchronicities, there's, you know, energetic things that we can't deny. Everyone experiences them, um, but we're not really taught to focus on them. So I was not expecting to have a full-blown awakening on this journey. I've got to tell you that. And then where it ended up, um, you know, really opened my eyes to a lot of different things and you know, I now have a connection with this realm that I, I never really thought I would have. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been a very interesting journey.
2: It's, it's funny you talk of that, um, you know, the connection to the other side. I had this random conversation with a patient of mine today who just had a near-death experience where she was brought to us almost palliated. She had had a heart attack and was going to die, and then she came back. And she sort of talked a little bit about her experience there. And I was talking to her then, I was like, isn't it funny? That whole experience of death, like everyone's so anxious about it and so scared of it, yet anyone who's been in the room with someone who dies, there's this peace that comes over everybody. And like I've experienced it many times in, in, in my life, in my profession and and she said yeah the same thing happened to me she said i was so resigned to die i was just so calm she said my sister who was there said she was so calm and then you know she came back and it's just one of those things that like you know people are so scared of this other but what's there to be really afraid of
1: it does make sense it really does make sense so so you were paramedic
2: nurse rm
1: you're a nurse right yes yeah you would see a lot yeah look it is an interesting thing and and to be quite honest um, with all the research we've been doing and we've do, been doing a lot of research uh, I've also had um, a near-death experience myself so I have first hand um, you know first hand experience with with what people are talking about um, yeah. so It is a very interesting question, and I think that, uh, you know, what I find really fascinating is that um, when we got into looking at M-theory, you know, Dr. Edward Witten, you know, with string theory, -theory, M-theory, and the multi-dimensions, there was a lot of things that really made sense. And, uh, you know, this idea that we are energetic beings and and, and that's scientifically proven, and everybody knows that, um, there really is no such thing as true death, I guess you would say, if, if, you know, what the data is saying is true. Um, And it is quite consistent with... Uh, the reports of people that have had those near-death experiences because I think the calmness is the fact that you know the realization that you know you're you're still aware you're still present um, maybe not in a physical body but uh, you know it's not like all of a sudden everything switches off You know, every every person that I've spoken to, you know, there's been really consistent um, uh, experiences. You know, it's very similar. Uh, You know, variations definitely because I think we're coming at it from, you know, you still are coming at it from different perspectives. Whatever you believed in this lifetime, I guess there's certain things that may influence, um, you know, your experience, your transition experience. I guess, but uh, but there's very consistent um reports and uh and it's very consistent with what science says you know it's like well um what do we really have to be afraid of if you know the fact is is that we just kind of change form you know it's not really death it's a transformation yeah and then when you look at these uh you know kind of look into um you know even if you go down kind of you know the buddhist uh, monks the really extreme Buddhist monks and and you know uh, you know other kind of sections of um, cultures and people that, that are into very high level meditation and all that kind of stuff they experience a um, they talk about a very similar experience actually well and they can still bring themselves back to their body but it's it's very consistent with what people are reporting to experience if they've had a near-death experience. So it's quite interesting that, um, you know, I think that it's true that we can actually access, uh, you know, other dimensions and, and other out-of-body experiences if you've got a pedestrian trouble and, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it depends what you believe really and what you've experienced. I, I think unless you truly experience something yourself, I think it's a very hard subject matter to get your head around. you know, it's... yeah. Because it
0: is quite out there and I think a lot of people are fearful of it. So, speaking of personal experiences, we're going to jump straight into your... uh, We're calling it a series? We are calling it a series, aren't we? The Space Between. The Space Between is, as we've just discussed, set at Manly Quarantine Station. Um, Probably one of Australia's most notoriously haunted areas. Um, I'm doing this in air quotes for the people that don't believe um, but it is definitely a place that if you visit and if you're open to it or and just ready to experience it the place definitely delivers Uh, uh, we were talking before we came on air I actually have a little bit of a pass with the quarantine station every time I've been there I've had some kind of experience. It's not not mass. Sometimes it's not massive, sometimes it is. But it's probably one of the most (laughs) active places I've ever been in my life, and it's it has a very different sense of feeling. And that's what I was saying to Bianca when before we were on air. Even from the very first second when you started to do the aerial shots of the place, it is very your documentary gives it a really good sense of place if you've been to Q station you can feel it in this show and i think that's a huge a huge credit to you guys um yeah it's yeah amazing thank,
1: thank you thanks for that yeah look i think i think we spent so much time there that, that you know uh if that didn't come through then yes we would have been failing quite badly <laughs> so yeah thanks for that that's yeah I'm glad that that not right feel the place because it does have a very dis- distinct feel, you know.
0: It does, and for people that don't understand it, it is a beautiful place. Like, look at these views, people.
1: Gorgeous.
0: Like, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous slice of land that just happens to have this huge historical importance to not only Sydney but the country as a whole and it's as as we were saying before it seems just so much synchronicity that we're talking about quarantine station in the middle of this new pandemic that (laughs) that is sweeping the world i just yeah I, i i think you guys deserve a lot of credit for actually getting the feel of a place because so many of these paranormal shows and documentaries it's about the presenters and about what they're finding whereas you're giving us as much history as you can because it's a notoriously hard place to get, you know, a lot of nailed down history on as well as, you know, the stories and everything that kind of coalesces in that one spot. Um, It was a very sacred space to the native people as well. And it just seems to just be that, that nexus point of, of it's it. I, I if it you've really got to go, if you're in Australia, <laughs> if you're in Australia, you have to go because it's there's <laughs> there's a like so, there's a, so much calm. It's it's a really weird feeling. There's a sense of calmness there, but you can feel you can feel the history because it's around you. You can touch it. You can look at it. You can go and experience it. And I think we're really lucky to have a place like that, considering like you know. It was active for over 150 years, and it saw it was thirteen thousand, right? Thirteen thousand people went through, and
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah almost six hundred yeah, deaths. So record. yeah, like yeah. record, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing: the recorded history is what.
1: Recorded, oh, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> the recorded so there's probably you know a lot more than what's being recorded. But uh, but you've said something very interesting, and this is and this is this is what I I was really grappling with when I was on site. Um, yes, it has this you know traumatic history, and and there are definitely areas of the site that feel very dense. Um, but it is a very high vibrational place, um, and I think that that's what's so fascinating about the quarantine station. You know, it it is sacred, you know, um, indigenous land. So it was known as, um, you know, a very special place, uh, you know, from an indigenous perspective, uh, a very sacred place. So, so when you go on, when you kind of walk around the quarantine station, and and uh, especially at night, um, I had two very different experiences. One was there's a certain area where a lot of the deaths kind of took place, that yeah, you can feel the trauma of place. I, I guess that that's what you would say. And I think that you would feel that even if you didn't know anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's this other side to the quarantine station uh, that is so peaceful and so beautiful. Um, and, you know, you can sit there and meditate and feel so connected and it's just amazing, you know. And, and that's I think that's just what is so wonderfully, uh, you know, fascinating about this site it's the you know it's it's it's, it is it's that contrast um and and what I really feel and especially what I really discovered on this journey is it seems to have a lot of um and I think maybe this is why the synchronicities was, was so high but but the place itself you know I would liken to what we kind of experience um through our, you know, through our life journeys, you know, we have to have contrast. There's, there's always these pockets of trauma that we're kind of working through, but there's, you know, such, you know, expansion and and um, and lightness that kind of comes with our evolution. And I just feel that it's just such a perfect mirror for that because it, unless you actually go on site and spend time on site, it's it's very hard to explain it until, until you've experienced it. But um, I think that this is what makes this site so different from any other site that you would call a a trauma-bound site, you know, a historical trauma-bound site. Um, I haven't really heard uh, anyone else really speak of any other sites in this way, Um, and it definitely has a very different contrasting feel to it. So, um, and we explore, we actually explore a lot of that, you know, uh, in further seasons, but um, there is a reason for it, which I, I can't, Giveaway right now, but um, we did kind of trace a lot of the history back, and uh, and when we discovered some things, it all kind of made sense. So it's it's special. It's a special site.
2: The complexity of us? of everything too doesn't it? Like like nothing's ever just like a, a straightforward yeah. narrative. There's just so much history, layers yeah. and layers and layers.
1: I'm looking at Steve, and I'm kind of going. I think because Steve's been on the site, I, I, I think I'm, like, I'm looking at Steve, and I, and I can see in your eyes you know what I'm talking about. So, obviously, you've had the same kind of experience.
0: Definitely, definitely, we're going to get into the good stuff. But I was just, I was just about to say you've got to, you've got to look at it for fact. It is some of the best views in Sydney, and then. It is the place where oh, no one wanted to be you know what I mean no it's the place where no one wanted to be and it must have been must have been so hard for those people that were so close to getting to getting you know into the their new home their new their new country to be able to see the lights of the city oh yeah. well, even back then you'd probably Life. be able to see the lights of the city but be so far away from it do you know what I mean so close yet so far it's just
1: yeah
0: yeah it's it's yeah it's a very luke you have to come to sydney when when everything's lifted and we'll we'll go to Q station it'll be fun (laughs) i promise you
2: things are less crazy yeah
0: we should get into the good stuff because it's what they (laughs) want to hear the people want to hear the scary stuff so um i think you had a really unique position bianca because so often when you're investigating <laughs> a haunted site, you're in and out in a night or two nights. Exactly how long have you been at Quarantine Station now? <laughs> <laughs> a
1: very long time. Uh, we have shot other projects there. So, you know, with the documentary, we were kind of doing it um, around other projects. So, you know, I've been on site for quite a few years. I think it's about seven years or something like that. Maybe more. Uh, So, um, so you know, we've we've shot several projects, and uh, you know, this was kind of something that we were doing in the interim because you know things started to unravel, and um, and really, this documentary took a life of its own. It it really ended up becoming a a full blown journey, and it, it was like as I was. Experiencing things and expanding on a personal level, um, the the environment was doing the same. It's almost like you know things were lining up, and there was, I mean, you've seen the documentary, so you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it was it was a very unique experience. I've got to tell you, it's it's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I was expecting to be in and out pretty quick. Not to really, um, you know, I mean, definitely go on a journey. There's, there's, all, there's so much history and there's so much, there's so many reporting, you know, sightings, experiences. Um, so we knew we had the content, but uh, where, it, it took a life of its own. That's the only thing that I can really put it down to. It really did. It, it's like energetically, it took a life of its own. That's
0: what the place is. The place <clears throat> has a life of its own it's it's very much as, as weird as yeah. it sounds as weird as it sounds for people and we keep mm. saying this if you haven't been there the place <laughs> has personality the pla- like the place has personality the different buildings yeah. have personalities yeah. you can be fine in one area and walk around a corner and break into goosebumps it's it's a very rare and special Absolutely. place as I've said before <laughs> so let's get into the good stuff all right. So as I yep. as I said, um, I lived in Sydney for just just eighteen months. I was um, doing a full time performing arts course at the time, but I have I done three tours at the at the quarantine station, and then kind of forced my way in a little bit and tried to get a job there. So I um, I was like, hey, if you need anyone to da 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 da, yep, sweet, no worries. So I did a couple of um, shifts down at the Wharf District there at the. Um, at the visitor centre and then also applied for a tour guide job, which I got to go on a couple of other, to- like, bonus tours, you know, little freebies to to whet the appetite. But I ended up moving home, sadly, but I I have had my fair share of time and, and fun at Quarantine Station myself. So I, I would love to see how our um, experiences match up because... The people, like, none of my friends are interested in this kind of stuff, so I'm just like, well, <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay, amazing. So your office, your production office was where, Bianca? Tell us about that.
1: It was predominantly down at the uh, Wharf Precinct, so um, the old laundry, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which, yeah, I, I'm laughing and I know you're laughing because I know we've probably had similar experiences there, but... Um, Yeah, it's a very interesting location.
0: (laughs) It is Um, uh,
1: no four o'clock in the morning, but uh,
0: (laughs) but that's the thing. When there's people around, it's fine. There's like there's there's a a vibe. There's a vibe, but there's there's a really positive and like happy vibe, especially with the restaurant nearby and all that kind of thing. There's functions. There's life there. yeah. yeah. You're checking people in for their tours and whatnot, and then. (laughs) i'll never forget that. (laughs) all right we're gonna leave you here while we're we're gonna leave you here while the tour's on um i'm like okay great and then (laughs) i think it was julie she was like by the way if this happens 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 please don't freak out like Just remain calm and walk out of the building. I'm like, oh, great. She's like, okay, bye. I'm like, oh, amazing. Cool. Thanks for that. um, And
1: what happened, I bet. (laughs) Oh, well, look,
0: I, being the the curious little cougar that I am, was, you know, waiting and doing my job and making sure everything was, like, all neat and tidy and went for a little walk around the visitor's centre in there. And it's fine. You walk into that first area where the cafe is, everything's fine and yeah, cool. As soon as you walk around that first corner, something, I don't know, something happens. And I just, yeah, I'm like, all right, there's someone here, someone's watching me, someone's walking around and just, and until you come out the other side, like the end of that visibility, like, oh, I can breathe again. Like, it's okay. I can breathe again. There's, there's no, there's nothing watching me. There was like, you're like someone's definitely following you around. And that's what she was saying. Like they're curious. New people usually get a tap on the head. So yeah. I didn't receive a tap on the head. I'm a bit sad about that, but, um, Definitely had a bit of experience there, but you you were there like late night, like four AM, like craziness. So yeah,
1: was, yeah, we did a lot of times.
0: Yeah, how do you reconcile that, like, with your psych, <laughs> with the psychology of going, hey, I'm in one of Australia's most haunted sites, looking at all this stuff. Do, it, is it setting yourself up for? You know you know what I mean. a will
1: yeah look i think my advantage was is is walking in um you know i wasn't i wasn't really uh expecting anything um you know i was expecting to kind of uh you know experience things but then you know have very quick ways of of justifying those experiences so debunk um, debunk things
2: almost
1: yeah yeah so so i think that um i think That was a really good thing that that I I was walking in there as someone that um, Was skeptical, you know, I think that that really because you know when you actually do experience something You're looking at it from a very different perspective It's not like you're saying yes to everything, you know, because I think that 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 is problematic I think that that's something about the paranormal realm that never gelled with me. It's like come on. I mean you know I mean, you, you, there's stuff that you can just easily prove that that's what, you know, it's that or that or that. Um, so, so yeah, so that I think that walking in that way uh, really served uh, the project majorly, um, you know, because every experience that was had was thoroughly researched and was genuine, you know. Uh, we didn't... Um, you know if we were we were very harsh with a lot of the evidence to be quite honest we uh you know there was a lot of stuff that we had that we didn't include that i'm sure a lot of other people probably would have but um you know the stuff that we included uh you know was solid it was solid stuff
2: yeah
0: and it's good to go in that way too because and you know growing up in the area there are so many stories that people um, tell you, you're you going to go there and you're going to feel this and you're going to feel that like mm-hmm. Well, i don't really want to know that i want to go in there and feel what i feel and see what i see you know what i mean you yeah know, and having that bias is not really serving anyone but no, I want to, oh, okay
1: <laughs> no then you're looking for it and i think that when yeah. you're looking for it then the big question is is are you actually experiencing it or is your mind finding what you're expecting to find And I think we've
2: all been on those ghost tours where we've had those other people on the tours and all. will ah, this is happening, that's happening. It's like, hey, no, bitch, it's not. No, No, I guess not. (laughs) Like, whatever's happening in your world, sure, but it's not happening for us. Whatever's happening
0: in your brain is your brain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's all, but there's yeah. always some of those special types on every ghost tour oh i can feel the guy yeah okay to
1: make it fun right too. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. that's that's entertaining as well and uh you know i, oh, I absolutely love it. love it i love bringing people to the site also that i know that are really scared of this stuff because i mean i must say I'm, i was horrible to kind of uh to to my crew (laughs) because I would I would deliberately scare the shit out of them like you know we had a um a beautiful you know makeup artist um and her assistant and they they ended up leaving halfway through the night so they never stayed
2: (laughs) but
1: you know we were tapping on the windows and, and you know three o'clock in the morning and, and uh, being a little bit mean but uh, you know so I, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm like holding to people like that because I just love I love scaring them but um but it's entertaining but but you know I, and that I think that that's got its it's its purpose and and also I think that um, you can't rule out as well but uh, you know people it's their reality you know um, it might not be what we experience but but definitely people that are extremely frightened of that stuff they're they're having an experience that's their reality so who are we to kind of go well you know we're going to discredit all of it you get what i mean it's like it's their reality that's 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 their experience so you know
2: well and fair enough too and i think that's why you you brought in the science side of everything too because you know (laughs) There's, there's all this personal experience and then all this emotional experience. And then, you know, that's when you brought in Anne and Renata to sort of throw in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that real like, you know, trying to capture <laughs> things that are like evidence, evidence on, on camera. That Absolutely. you can't experience. It's not, it's not emotional, it's not personal, it's like just there, objective.
1: Absolutely, and you know what I loved about Anna and besides the fact that they're freaking awesome and they're the funniest people that you'll ever meet in your life, um, you know, is that they they're really thorough. And, and even Roman, you know, because uh, Anne's husband, um, you know, he he comes from a scientific background, and and he's great because he just goes no, 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 because it's like you know you know there might have been uh you know 90 percent or 94 of, of 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 stuff that he's just gone don't even look at that you know that's don't even look at it look at this and then we will still rule out bits and pieces and um and that's what i like about these guys uh you know we we did kind of work with some other um other teams that we didn't include and uh, and and basically, what we found, that, you know, with, with with Anne and Renata and Roman, um, they were the real deal. You know, they they came in there and they really did their job. You know, and uh, and they, they have a very logical approach. You know, they're not these people that kind of go, "Ooh, that that was a this or yeah. that was." This. You, know, um, uh, you know, they they went in there with their gear and and they thoroughly. Looked at the stuff and kind of said, "Yeah, well, this is the stuff we need to look at." Um, and they're so knowledgeable, so that was that was really helpful for us because obviously I'm not a ghost hunter, so I, I don't, I didn't know, I didn't know any about, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to start looking for ghosts. I mean, you <laughs> know, <laughs> not my job. <laughs> not, not my
0: job. I put. I tell people where to go. Where the cameras go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about a few of the locations because um, the the show does it so well. But I'm, I'm going to talk to you about the hospital because the hospital is the one place that I actually haven't had anything happen. And everyone is like, oh, the hospital, the hospital, hospital. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, there's definitely a vibe up there, but I've never had anything happen. Have, what's, what's your vibe on the hospital? Have you had personal experience there or just...
1: I have. So I have had personal experiences there. Um, But what what I'll say to you about the hospital, is very interesting that you say that and it doesn't surprise me because, um, you know, out of some of the, I mean, there's some of the other locations where pretty much every night you would get some sort of a something. What I found about the hospital is you would get nothing for a really long time and then you'd get... A really big hit so it has a very interesting but even when nothing is happening if you're really tuned in it's a bit too nothing i know that sounds weird but it's 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 like you know the air is different um this it's very still
0: it's very it's it's very still.
1: still the silence is different um yeah and i think that 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 kind of puts you on edge straight away because you know you're walking into an environment that doesn't quite feel right but a lot of the times nothing would happen you know um yeah a lot of the times there was nothing that you know i mean i spent heaps of time up there uh funnily when we're filming the horror uh that was one of the most active places that was messing around with the equipment uh, so, I'm, I, you know, we tried to kind of see is it because the positioning of the place, I mean, is there I don't know, is there a tower or something nearby or, or whatever, but um, but as far as paranormal experiences, yeah, it it is very still It's a very still place That's, um, the, that's
0: the word that comes to mind when I think of it, like yeah. it, it can be yeah. windy and freezing cold outside and you can stand inside and watch the trees move, but
1: yeah, nothing. you don't
0: feel it. You don't feel it. No. Just, there's just a stillness and a very, and that could that could be down to the, you know, the energies sitting in there. The matron yeah. is is very notorious. You know what I mean? I'm sure <laughs> she she runs a tight ship, so if she wants stillness and control, that's what you'll get.
2: Well, I was going to say, your f- the first psychic that you brought through, that was like like her first thing. Everything was very like there was no drama. She was just very matter of fact. She's like the matron's there. She's here. She's
0: standing there. She's not actually very happy with us being here.
2: She's not wearing red, like as like as the the uh, mannequin had had on. Like, yep. but she wasn't. There was nothing alarming. She was just saying like that's where she is, and she's she's not happy, but she's looking at us and and rah rah. Yeah.
1: No, no. And I think that that's that's kind of um, the interesting thing about, you know, I I mean, look, I know that there's a lot of contradicting uh, belief systems as far as, you know, what the spirit world is or, or, you know, even if there's good and bad kind of spirits. My opinion on it um, is, you know, from what I've experienced and just the research that we've done is, you know, I mean, the, the main thing that links all these kind of things is trauma. So I don't know if I believe that there are evil spirits. Like, I, I don't think I do. I, I mean, well, actually, I don't. I, I, I don't. I think that that there is, um, there is, you know, definite marks of trauma that can change the feel of the experience of the energy about a place, but um, but you know, I mean, if we're we're really looking at the energetic realm, technically we're all made of universal energy, and that energy is light. Um, the one thing that we know, and even uh, if you want to look at it physically, so not just trauma of place, but even if you're looking at trauma within, uh, and I'll use medical trauma as a uh, example because that you can see on a, you know, basically a um, an X-ray or whatever, you, you know, ultrasound. Uh, you see, like, if someone's got lung cancer or whatever, you see a dark mass, right? Um, and in the energetic realm, that's, you know, when you look at science, if there has been a trauma uh, in an energetic field, you do get this dark mass. So whether it's in the body or whether it's, you know outside it's very consistent with that so um i think that what people are feeling is you know imprints imprints of um of what has been there and then don't forget because people keep repeating these stories uh i'm not sure if you've heard of the phillips experiment but uh and we go into this in the next season but um it's proven that the more that you talk about something you make it energetically stronger. So, you know, I mean, I think that it's important to take all these things into consideration when you're looking at these things, because really um, think about how often people are talking about the trauma at the quarantine station. Yeah. You know, and that is adding weight uh, and you can't ignore that. Like that, that has to be a major factor. Um, so are, are they, are they evil spirits? I definitely don't get that feeling. I I get a very jovial feel there, you know, in the sense that, uh, if, if you want to believe in, in, in spirits, if you want to kind of go down that road, then what I'm feeling is playfulness. Uh, and yeah, they'll scare the shit out of you. Um, but it's all (laughs) done in good, in good, uh, humor, I guess, you know, because, you know, I mean, look. I think that what, you know, and, and universal energy has that playful, childlike kind of wheel where it can go either way. You know, it can be really light or it can be mischievous, you know, um, just like we can. But uh, yeah, so I don't really believe that, you know, there's these real kind of evil spirits. I just think that there's been a lot of trauma there.
0: And you base, it's like, as we were talking about energy, what you put out comes back to you so if you're Ooh. looking if you're looking for that yeah. darkness if you're looking for something to interact with in, <laughs> in a darker way you're gonna get it especially all right let's we'll talk about the scary spots that everyone wants to know about and da 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 yeah. let's talk about the great <laughs> now
1: yeah. i've had my experiences
0: here um yeah what about what about yourself
1: there is a very distinct energy when you walk in there and it's uh it's more to the back uh, i find it's very very strong at the back um but yeah you walk in and there is this uh you know there's this real um sense that um,
0: overbearing overbearing there
1: there is what's interesting is that you know that is also on one of the you know the highest points of the quarantine station so um energetically you're on a a higher kind of um frequency anyway uh but there is definitely a um yeah towards the back uh there's definitely a you know and if you kind of believe the stories i mean historically um you know there was you know, a lot of stuff that kind of went on in that area. And ru- and, uh, and
0: rumours of stuff that went on there too. like
1: Rumours of stuff, yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, the, the history is so hard to pin down that, you know, those rumours could be true, those rumours could be false, but yeah. we're never going to know.
1: <laughs> I think what we found interesting is we were, uh, you know, we interviewed a, a few people and some of it we included and some of it we didn't, but... um uh, you know, appa- apparently a lot of Indigenous uh, people actually refuse to walk past that point so they don't, oh, they don't, they don't walk past the Gravedigger's Cottage and because and, uh, and then you've got Isolation Road. And Isolation Road, um, the, like uh, I know this is going to sound really weird, but it, when you're walking it at night and you even look up at the trees, the trees themselves look different. Like it's... It's a very high peak and um, I wouldn't necessarily say, I I think you can feel the trauma, you know, because, you know, a lot of of the really sick people obviously there. Uh, But there's also the duality that there's a very high vibration there as well. So I think that um, because there's a mixture of things going on, I think that that can be quite overwhelming because you don't really know, you can't pinpoint what you're picking up on. It's it's too contradictive it's you know it's pretty out there
2: but yeah, I think we're this, kind of at, outside sorry. of even that environment in particular like look i've worked in places especially like um, one was an old nuns convent that was also a boarding school for girls like the history there and there was a lot of trauma there because you know back in the day there was the unwed mothers and things like that um there's just so much going on, and you know you can be there at night and you can feel things, and you just know there's something going on, but it's it's not like a film where it will jump out at you and you, and it's no. so black and white. Like, but you'll come away and you'll be like, you know, I really just experienced that, and I know I did, but how do you explain that to somebody else until they've gone through it too?
1: Until they've experienced it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you get lucky enough to do see something like that like for example yeah. I was in, in the grave doing cottage I was sitting in that second bedroom that
1: <laughs> yeah that kitchen, second bedroom
0: <laughs> by myself by myself I'm like whatever I've done this I've, I've been here before I know what like I know what this place feels like so everyone else was walking around and I was sitting there looking at the cupboard eyes on that cupboard and I will be damned if that door did not open so controlled, so slowly.
1: It happens I'm a lot. I'm like,
0: this is happening. But that cupboard, closing that cupboard is an effort because when you mm-hmm. close it, it actually makes the sound of wood against wood. Yeah. That, that friction, a- that high pitch friction sound.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't make that sound when it's opening by itself and you're sitting there going, no. okay, right. Good to know, and I was like, yeah, yeah. one of the guys walked past, like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Well, the door's open again." She's like, "What?" I'm like, you. "Yeah, the door's open. Oh, Someone's in here."
1: <laughs> I've got to tell you, that one really stumped us. Um, you know, because the one in the hospital opens quite a lot as well, and 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 I, we were even doing things like jumping and stomping in front of it to try to make the door open. Oh, yeah. You get what? Try to see whether it was. Did we just walk on a floorboard that? you know, uh, kind of um, uh, you know, had a effect and opened the door. But uh, what was really interesting is it would just open at the most random times. <laughs> it was like so random. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we could, there could be no movement and all of a sudden it would just open. And, and it is. It's was, an effort to close that door. Yeah,
0: I was sitting on that, there was people in the room <laughs> with me that had cameras, had everything. Photos, 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 photos. I like radio. I'll just stay here. They walked out probably five seconds later. They're like, ah, you wanted to see this? It's like, oh, okay. Well, I saw it. The other people that had the cameras and everything didn't see it, but I definitely saw it. So, congratulations. And on the tour before <laughs> that, on the tour before that, someone did get pushed on the way in and like left, like left the tour. Yeah. They were done. <laughs> it's like, okay, bye. So that's that's my Grave Diggers Cottage story so far.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah,
0: definitely keen to go back. I'm always
1: keen to go back. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're keen to go back. That, that was one location that I don't think any of us really would like to to be in. Um, it just has <laughs> a feeling to it. Like it's just, yeah. it's creepy and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I'd
0: rather feel something than just sit and go, well, oh, it's okay.
1: True. That, that, that's yeah. true. That's true. I, look, I, I would probably say that, um, you know, for me, uh, the, the shower blocks I find really fascinating.
0: Oh, we are going to talk about that, girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's because it's a whole dimensional experience because you walk in there and sometimes um, the smell in there is really strong and sometimes there's no odour at all. But um, there is this... Uh, you know, there is this really. It's very quiet in there, and, and and even more, we're going more. It's way more extreme than than the hospital. There, there is a, um, uh, you know, there's a movement within that stillness that cannot be explained, and we yeah. tried to capture it on camera. it's You know, we had GoPros up and everything running all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah. Mm,
2: there were so many this, of them though drawn to that same <laughs> shower stall though, weren't there, Bianca? Sorry, what was that? Like there was that there was that one shower stall that a lot of yeah. people were drawn to.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing was is we were all drawn to it. So it wasn't just, you know, the sensitives. We yeah. were all, all drawn to it, including You're people, good. crew members. Crew members that that don't believe in this stuff. That that you know that particular store was interesting, very fascinating. Yeah.
0: But you'll uh, walk through that space and it'll something will catch you. Right? Do you know what I mean? You'll walk yeah. through it and you'll go, oh, I have to look here. I have to look there. Yeah,
1: that's I have
0: right. To, I, like I have to stop or I, yeah, have, to, yeah. like, I have to look here. Um, yeah. I don't I think- want to get anyone in trouble. So I'm going to tell a story. So I'm not going to say which yep. tour guide it was. But um, me yeah. and one of my friends from primary school um, went down <laughs> went down and did a Valentine's Day tour because we're so romantic together. And like we were being, you know, because we we're both interested <laughs> in parent. Yeah, yeah, single. <laughs> we, were, we were being helpful and carrying stuff. And she's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're just going to drive back to Newcastle. She goes, oh, okay, I've got to go and, and lock up everything. Do you want to spend some time in the shower block? I was like, "Radio, let's do it. So she locked the doors behind us as she left for 15 minutes to go around the site. Me, my friend, one small torch and a video camera. I was like, this is the bravest thing I think I've ever done in my life. But, yeah, that, that energy whoever is hanging around up in that back left-hand corner that you can chase all night long if you want to, like, it, I, yeah, that's one, of the, that's one of the head scratches that I have no answer for because I saw you, whoever you are in there. I saw <laughs> you. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this dude, whoever this dude is that's hanging around, likes to peek around the corner and all that kind of stuff. We follow we followed him and then he would disappear and we'd go back to the start and he'd be back there again and we're trying to debunk it with shadows and all this kind of thing and Yeah, you'll you'll walk halfway up a halfway up a an aisle and go, Oh, I've got to stop at this. Why am yeah. I stopping here? I don't know. But yeah, that's one of those that's yeah, that wants whatever's there wants your attention, definitely. And you know uh, what? Yeah. And Bianca
2: I have to say let Dean know that it was the most entertaining part, when he just got the fuck <laughs> out of there. He was just like, bam, oh,
1: after the I'm door slammed. he a a was second. like, "I'm out." <laughs> you're the ghost so You're not supposed to run. <laughs> he's awesome. He's so funny, Dean. Oh god, he's good value. Um, yeah, and, and look. So what? What's so so interesting about the shower blocks is you consistently every night will you know you're always looking over your shoulder that's it's consistent that 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 for me was the one location that um really stumped me it really fascinated me because there was a consistent feel to that location um so you know uh, you know some nights it was stronger than others but it was very consistent where the other locations you know we would have many nights that absolutely you know nothing it was like, exactly, yeah, there's nothing yeah. here
0: tonight. And it's funny that you can have those you can have those blank nights. You know what I mean? Everyone expects, and I think it's from being conditioned from these ghost hunting shows that you know, oh, time to dance. It, it's it's the, the tour started at eleven o'clock. Turn on the ghosts. It's time to go. But they don't play that way.
1: <laughs> no, no, and I think that you know something that I, you know really observed as well because we brought a lot of different people through um you know we were doing a lot of experiments just you know left right and center we're trying to kind of cover everything that we could and uh i tended to notice that the energy really mirrored the the people so it was really dependent on because i would talk to the people afterwards and and you know whether they were sensitives or whether they were just groups of people that we were bringing through because we did that as well we just thought you know let's get a spectrum of um what people are experiencing and uh i was i was so much more fascinated with people's individual stories and what they were actually experiencing in their life at the time because i could see that When it was on, it was reflecting uh, whatever was going on in their internal space. Uh, That's something that I find really fascinating, you know, really fascinating. So um, I think that uh, it's very clear to me why some people experience this stuff and some people don't. Uh, And then we have so many people that uh, we've spoken to that, have never experienced anything paranormal that they would, you know, pick as paranormal in their life. But then all of a sudden they have a major experience. And the first question I ask people now is what was going on at the time for you? Did you have some sort of trauma going on or was, you know, what was your mental state in the sense of how were you, how was your life? How, how are you feeling emotionally? and I have not had a situation yet where the experience in some way didn't mirror what was actually going on for them. So I think that this is something that we look more into in in later in the later seasons uh, and the stuff that we've found is extremely fascinating. But uh, yeah, that that was definitely consistent as well. That, um, you know, the really still nights, uh, it was because, you know, I, I don't know, everyone was really cruising. You know, it was um, it was really light, and not a lot of things kind of happened. But you know, it seemed to kind of step up when we had someone with us, or you know, um, a few people with us that that were going through stuff internally. That would what you're saying is that you to need to
2: cast some really highly unstable people to make the show like full on for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not really just unstable. I mean, you know, I think that um, I think that that we all have our stuff. We all have trauma, um, and uh, sometimes it's dormant, you know, because we, you know, it's manageable at the time, or you know, something we're buried it hasn't come up. But then, all of a sudden, we have a life experience that drags, it triggers, and drags stuff up so it's not really unstable people it's just more um you know i mean even with the crew i mean sometimes you know we had one crew member i remember there was a uh, a period of a week that was like really active and we were just going why the fuck is it so active it's just crazy you know and um and we had one crew member that uh that, you know, I, I we noticed was a bit off. And, um, you know, you kind of get a feeling when someone wants to talk and someone doesn't want to talk. And, uh, you know, at the end of the week, we finally got a chance to sit down and have a proper conversation. And, um, you know, he was going through a, uh, a breakup, a really, really messy breakup. And um, that was interesting because you, we start to, we started to see these patterns where, you know, the internal emotions of the people that were there started to really dictate, um, you know, the experiences that were happening on the outside. So, yeah, uh, it was you know,
2: affecting energy.
1: That was really, yeah. And that's, I mean, look, if you look at energy, it makes complete sense because energy fluctuates. So, uh, and and you know, one thought or one the way we feel does it has they're like you know waves frequency waves uh, or spirals you know they kind of go like this or like this that's kind of how energy moves and um our internal uh you know reflection definitely has an outer influence so um you know i think that that's i think that that's something that uh that really fascinated me it was really hearing you know, people's stories, and especially the sensitives, like, it became so apparent so quickly for us that people that, uh, and I I don't call them psychics or mediums, I call them sensitives, because I think that, you know, people that are sensitive or people that are empathetic uh, is probably the best terminology that I find um, is accurate. Uh, You know, they've had a lot of trauma particularly in childhood I noticed um, and that was really really prominent and it actually makes sense it makes sense that if you have experienced that type of depth of trauma uh, it forces you to connect you know it forces you to be aware of everything around you like I'd I know um, you know for me and I'm not gonna go too much into it but I'll make the comparison for me you know I, I had a uh, A very fearful childhood and um, I became hyper vigilant you know like I could feel when someone was approaching or uh, you know you start to pick up on things that the average person wouldn't connect with because you are so focused on your own safety and survival and it's you you become very very in tune with your environment because that's they're your marking points, they're your, okay, now I, I, I know how to prepare. And I think a lot of people that have experienced that trauma um, have been trained from a very young age to be that hypersensitive, um, you know, because it's a, a survival tactic, it's it's the the fight or flight. Uh, and and you, Luke, would know a lot about this, doing the job that you do. And and I've just got to quickly say, namaste to you, buddy, like you're out there and you know, it's a very, very, uh full-on time right now and for you to be doing that job like you know thank you for all of us it's you know being a frontline worker right now is pretty pretty insane so um you know yeah so i know that you would you would know what i'm talking about
2: oh absolutely because you you have Uh, to be. and i'm feeling
0: it as well Yeah. yeah All right. Well, it's getting late, and I, I yeah. feel like I could yeah. talk about so... this forever, <laughs> but I just want to ask a couple of quick questions before we before no, we wrap up. We're talking, yeah. we're talking about home and away.
2: We're talking about home and away. We're
0: definitely going to talk about home and away because we, <laughs> we, we have to know. But um, I want to. I just want to run a quick little one thing by. You. So the Asiatic block is is something of a you know. There's there's a lot of different different energy around there do you think that's a cultural but like a cultural byproduct like leftover leftover energy of different beliefs that make the things happen there a bit more unique than the things that happen in other spots on site
1: absolutely i think that that um absolutely i think beliefs absolutely change the experience and the energy Uh, So, yeah, I think that there's definitely cultural influences. Um, That just makes sense. That's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is a very different type of energy. Yeah.
0: Definitely. All right, I'm going to ask you. (laughs) I know. I'm going (laughs) to ask you the big question, and it might not have been revealed yet, but so far, just think Series 1, what has been the most um, prominent, Exciting, like oh my god! Moment of evidence that you've had.
1: Um, I would say probably two. Uh, two would 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 be the case. One was whatever hit me in the safe. I'm still, I'm still trying to prove that wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
1: uh, that that yeah, like that. Um, I don't get freaked out a lot. You know, um, in general. But I was really rattled after that, I must say. Uh, yeah, because that was very forceful. And um, so, yeah, like. It happened oh, my God, to you it personally. It, and it's, it
0: touched you. <laughs> it happened to
1: me personally. Yeah, it did. And 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 what was interesting about that is I had all my guards down, you see, because I was making a joke, because the. the uh, And it's the first time that I, I was ever kind of made a joke about a place you know because I'm I'm usually pretty you know full-on about being respectful but uh, you know it just looked like nothing it just looked like nothing you get what I mean I I remember turning around to the camera guy because she was saying like this is actually the most haunted area on site and uh, and this was the night manager and and I I stuck my head in I looked back to the camera guy and I'm like come on man this is nothing this is a hole in the wall you get what I mean so (laughs) yeah well I copped it but anyway yeah. That was one and I think <laughs> I think you know the port, the, the port happened in, in the uh, shower blocks and also in the um laundry with the portal plus because what the audience didn't see was with with that app um we had like ridiculous amounts of hours of footage where all we heard was scrambled. Right. So nothing, 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 million questions, nothing, 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 nothing. And then in those two locations to get such clear responses, <laughs> you know, I was like, come on, man. What? Like, I, I was pretty freaked out. I must say, I was, I'm like, this is, this is weird, you know, because we were getting a whole ramble for such a long time. And then, you know, you ask very specific questions um you know we asked a lot of specific questions and still got nothing uh but in those two situations you know that was pretty weird
0: amazing and i'm sure there's more to yeah. come by the sounds of it so oh, you've already great. mentioned yeah. it you've already mentioned that we could expect a series two and a series three of the space between
1: yeah yes that's right that's so cool yeah. they're on the. that is way. so exciting <laughs> and
0: all all still based in q station
1: look it always it always kind of links back to Q station because that is the, that's my base. Um, And definitely in series three, it's very, it it very heavily comes back. It does the full circle and we come all the way back. Uh, Series two predominantly is about the Waker's Parkway and the Kelly ghost, the the phantom hitchhiking ghost. And we explore (laughs) many other areas. So, and that's, that's almost complete. So, uh, that's on its
0: way. <laughs> exciting. That's so exciting. Now, Luke did mention it before. We cannot let you go without jumping back to your past <laughs> in front of the camera. Now, you yeah. you have been – you were a busy girl, weren't you, back in the day? You managed oh, to jump on some series. Girl, yeah. um, I have to ask about yep. the yep. Summer, Summer Bay be- Ghost Dog. yeah.
1: <laughs> That was bloody weird. That was really weird. Uh, and and funny enough, you know, a lot of people, um, not only on the set of Home and Away, but even uh, back then, there was uh, All Saints that were were filming in same studio. Uh, and um, the experience about the dog that happened at Palm Beach, there's it was known on the set uh, of of Home and Away and All Saints and, and shows like that that there was a lot of kind of activity on in the set itself in in the studio itself but but also around the northern beaches like the northern beaches is known as you know this really weird vibe place um you know everyone thinks it's so lovely because it's got lots of beaches, and but you start to look at the history and you realize we have a very very dark history uh, on the northern beaches and and it's very insular so people keep it very tightly closed um and when you live on the beaches it's true you hardly ever venture out so you know yeah it's it's quite an interesting place in general the northern beaches you know so if you spend time there you'll know what i mean
0: <laughs> I, I have to ask one more question about your acting career yeah what w- what was it like to be on breakers because the hype around Breakers <laughs> back in the day, it was gonna revolutionize Australian television. What was that like to be you're like, I'm here, I've made it, yep. I'm on Breakers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, well, no comment. <laughs> I love it, I love it. That's an
0: off-camera conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. I love. It. I just, its all I just, fun. I love. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we've—I've had an amazing time chatting with you. Thank you for being so gracious with your time. It's getting late here in Australia now. We've—we've
1: yeah. we've kept you
0: up late. Oh, but look, and you, you guys,
1: know, have to you have to join, guys. You have to come. You have to come along and have some fun with oh, us. Ap-
2: absolutely. You know, Adam to. and be
1: there, and Look, yeah, you Love call me We'll do some live. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank amazing. you so much for your time.
0: So we can follow you on the space between awesome. Facebook page. Yes.
1: Yeah, Facebook page and uh, my. I'm inst- uh, mainly on my personal Instagram. So my personal okay. Instagram is just at Bianca underscore Small Hit me awesome. up and I'll, well, I'll you... follow you back. We'll have fun.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Bianca. It's been amazing.
1: Thank you, you Bianca. You too. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks, We for look forward cool to seeing you. Thank later. you. See you later. Bye. And, Luke, we'll let you.